My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Conservative Daily. We have uh, a very important show for everybody. Joe will be jumping on here soon. He's getting off an interview that he was doing on Patel Patriots. Uh, live stream with CanCon and uh, Kevin Makla, as well as Gail Golick. Uh, and they were speaking some very matter-of-fact things. Uh, but we've just witnessed, again, complete theft. We have witnessed absolute thievery, absolute contempt for the American people. Uh, this morning with the certification of the results in Arizona, we know that some of the individuals were actually threatened with felonies. They are pursuing lawsuits, and by they, I mean Katie Hobbs, the Secretary of State, Mark Elias, uh, you know, people we already know to be criminals, we already know to be enemies of the American people, but they are continuing to spit in our face, and they just did it again today. So just uh, today, within the last hour or so, two individuals were found guilty in January 6 hearings. One of those is Stuart Rhodes. Uh, Stuart Rhodes, the founder of the Oath Keepers. Not only was he found guilty, he was found guilty on charges of seditious conspiracy. Remember that Stuart did not... Oh, Joe's dancing. Joe's here. What's up, Joe? <laughs> What's up? Sorry I was late. I was over there with Brian Lupo on uh, Patel Patriot. Him. Yeah, John's channel, so I apologize. No, you're good. Uh, but, yeah, so... Stuart Rhodes, guilty, guilty of seditious conspiracy, because that's the world that we live in today. Uh, but I don't want to waste any time. We do have Mel Hawley. Do you have anything uh, you want to mention before I bring her in? No, look, let's let's get about it. I just I just want everybody to know that uh, look, there's 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 a lot of things that people are going to be saying because the controlled opposition is out in full force. It's out right in front of us. They're telling us that we have to step back. Let them handle it. They're going to go through the courts. We'll vote harder next time. Oh, you got to, you got to, you got to start harvesting ballots. They're telling you to do something illegal in order to overcome the fraud of the machines. That should tell you everything you need to know about these people. Everything. So let's, but let's go ahead and bring them in and uh, bring Mel in. Thanks. Sorry, sorry about that. No, you're good, brother. Mel, welcome to the show. I really appreciate hey, you being hey. here. Hey, Joe. Hey, Paulo. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so, so please we, give us an update. There were two individuals. Sorry, Joe. There were two individuals who were found guilty, correct? 
Well, yeah, and and Nicole is really going to be the one that uh, she has been sitting in the courtroom for, uh, I, I think, pretty much every single day of this trial and, and been following it very closely. So she's she's going to be the best person to to cover that for sure. Um, you know, this is this is so important because, uh, you know, it, it affects every other case. It affects, um, you know, what would possibly could be them trying to set this up to take uh, President Trump down for seditious conspiracy himself. So that's why this all, all eyes have been on this case. All eyes have been on this trial. Jared, we lose you. Oh, oh, you're there. Okay, no, you're good. Yeah, so I mean, Stewart didn't even go into the Capitol. He wasn't even there. No. Seditious conspiracy. Does everyone? I hope everyone who's watching understands what it means when the government, uh, again, through a complete sham, through a theater, a theatrical production like we've witnessed uh, regarding J six. Now they're going to release a documentary filmed by. Pelosi's daughter about the terror of J six, you know, hitting on all the Patriots on the peaceful gathering on Donald Trump himself. And they've now found two individuals guilty of not just trespassing, not some of the other nonsense, but seditious conspiracy. So we can now be found in sedition. We are guilty of uh, plotting against the government. They're, they're telling us for showing up peacefully at the capital of the nation that we live in. Mel, did we lose you? No, oh, did we lose Mel? I think we lost Mel. Hey, so I want to I want to address that if if I can real quick. First of all, it will be turned over on appeal, but not before they get their full pound of flesh. Yeah. If you look at the definition of seditious conspiracy, and you look at their star witness, who was an FBI pedophile, that's who they had say that they had a bunch of hearsay. And they threatened everyone around him and said, if you don't testify against him, we're going to throw you in jail for seditious conspiracy. This is the this is the tactics of the FBI and our federal government. This is the tactics of people who are that run a cabal, that run a a, a very, very evil, evil group. Yeah, 100 percent. It's absolutely disgraceful. Um. I can pull up one of these articles real quick. Um, and by the way, the uh, guest you were going to have on, uh, I will just show you this. The other guest, and uh, it looks like Mel is trying to reconnect. I'm not sure what kicked her off. But uh, that is Nicole Reffitt. She is the spouse of Guy Reffitt. And if we remember, uh, back about almost nine months ago now, uh, this was March 9th, a guy was found guilty on all charges as it related to January 6th. He was, I believe, the first uh, the first trial that actually took place. Uh, and they did that pretty quickly. But let's not forget, as we're talking about all, all this, especially as it looks like we have Nicole back, or uh, we have Mel back, uh, all of the Trump supporters have all been found guilty. They've wasted no time uh you know, showing us exactly what their agenda is here. Mel, well, sorry, about sorry about that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know if that was me or y'all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we've been watching through this, and 
you know, it's it's been obvious that the defense did a really good job of of defending these guys and and showing that they they absolutely were not guilty of seditious conspiracy. There was no planning. There was no plan. There was talk back and forth. You know, free speech, but there was no plan. And uh, they they did things like like take. Uh, I mean, they had been watching since since November fourth. They had been watching their. Uh, I think it was signal chat back and forth. So they'd already been in there watching that. They went through during the trial and they took out things they Well, we keep losing her again. What is going on? Well, you didn't lose me, did you? No, you're good. Yeah, I'm not sure what's happening. It might be someone calling her is the only thing I can think. On her um, phone, she probably has to set it for. Um, so, yeah, so I want to talk it. about. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, set it for do not disturb. I want to talk about this. You know, and we'll get her back on here in a second. But it's the changing of the goalposts as far as what the definition of things are, and that's really what we're dealing with right now. Is that they keep changing and moving the goalposts and telling us that seditious conspiracy is now this great thing where you can't have free speech. Free speech is free speech. I can have a conversation, and if you don't act on that conversation. You know, I don't believe in in public displays of violence. I don't believe in it. I don't think you should be able to go out and say, I'm going to go shoot up a school or I'm going to go shoot up this. You should be responsible for your words. But at the same time, they're saying if you're responsible for your words, they steal elections in plain daylight. They gaslight the American people and lie to them about what's happening in our country. And then they expect us to just stand in line and just take all the beatings that we're taking across the board. These people are traitors. Yeah, I think traders is really kind. If I'm being entirely honest, traders. I mean, you, it's not like you can really get much worse than that. But these people, you go all the way up the, you know, the verticals of all these things. They are traders. They betrayed the Constitution. They betrayed the American people, the voice of the American people, and they've been murdering us, allowing us all to happen. Mel, are you getting phone calls? Is that why you're getting kicked off? No, and and I'm hardwired. I'm not sure what's going on. It's very strange. I'm I'm on my laptop. Interesting. All right. Well, you were saying that they would take different parts of what they said and they would and then you got frozen right there. Can you go back into yeah, that so, start there? Absolutely. So so over, you know, several months, I, I think maybe eight months of time that they were that they were listening, that they were following, you know, their their messages, they would they would take something someone said one month and some something someone said another month and, and then they would present it as this was one conversation. And, uh, you know, this is, this is, these are the kind of tactics that, that our government is pulling in, in the court of law in an already, uh, very biased jury trial. Um, you know, it, it just, it makes it almost hopeless. And, and we had an, we had an amazing defense. We really did. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy that, that there were, you know, several charges of, of not guilty, but, uh, this should have never happened. It should have never come down the way it did. Sorry, give me one second. I'm just trying to make sure that Nicole's on. Okay, so let me let me jump in and ask a couple questions. Uh, seditious conspiracy. I mean, I think we should, you know, if you could pull it up, Apollo, just the definition of seditious conspiracy. And I think that every person that was in the audience that, that I've talked to or that has sent me stuff 
about this says that this is the biggest clown show trial that they've ever seen. That the judge was suppressing information, holding back on questions to be asked. We had to wake up people in the jury who were falling asleep. That it was almost predetermined at the beginning and the judge knew it and the trial judges knew it. Even the attorneys knew it. That there was no winning this in this environment because there was no sort of impartiality. It was literally a witch hunt. We're in the Salem witch hunt in the middle of Washington, D.C., where the devil himself is literally finding people guilty of standing up for other people in their community. Oh, yeah, there's no question about it. Uh, I mean, I mean, people are, are realizing that there's really no reason to even fork the money out for a private attorney, uh, that uh, maybe there's hope for appeal. Because, uh, the, you know, day after day after day, I see the, the DOJ uh, emails coming in, and it's, it's one guilty. Uh, they're, they're all taking the, the plea. They're all taking the plea because the, the weight of the federal government is so heavy down on them and scaring them to death that, that you know, they're saying, oh, you know, we'll give you 20 years. But, but look, if you, if you take this plea, then, uh, you know, you'll just get like four years or, you know, what, whatever they have to offer. And, and then these pleas also include things like uh, exit interviews with the FBI that sets them up to look like a rat. Uh, and, and some of these people, they, they may indeed become some sort of rats for, for the feds. But uh, if indeed they don't, then when they go to prison... And, and they're asked upon entry, are you cooperating with the feds? And they signed that in their plea deal. Then they're going to throw them in a, a different section with all the pedophiles. And that's where they're going to be. Um, and, and then the other thing that's happening is uh, they're also writing into these plea deals that they cannot ever, ever, ever talk about their case. So 20 years from now, if they wanted to write a book about what happened to them, they can't. It's just dirty dealings all around. Wait, hold on a second. We do have you're, Nicole you're with us as well, Joe. You're not allowed to talk about the case. Now, the, the one thing about Stewart that I will tell you is that Stuart Rhodes is not afraid to be in jail. He's not afraid. He's not afraid to walk out the system. He's not afraid to be a political prisoner. He served his country honorably. He is, he's got his uh, Juris Doctorate. He is a lawyer. I mean, he's one of the smartest people I've ever met. And matter of fact, I've talked to his lawyers that have said the same thing. They, they even advised him that maybe you should take a deal. And he goes, not a chance. So just knowing who Stuart Rhodes is, I got to tell you, he, he is not one to lay down. He is not one that's going to walk away. And him being in jail, they're using it as, again, a deterrent, a fear, the, the way that they build on fear in order to get people to stop standing up for other people in their community. Okay, sorry, go ahead and bring, you can comment on that, Mel, and then we'll bring Nicole in. Yeah, I mean that's what they're doing to them all. It, it's just uh, you know they just they just keep adding on the if they won't take the plea, then they they're throwing uh, more charges. I mean these people may already have ten charges. They and they they tell them where they can where they can throw their plea, and then they come back and say, okay, you know what, we're going to throw in four more charges. So it, it's it, it's it just it never ends. It, it's disgusting. And Nicole, if you can hear us, if you can just reload, I'm not getting any sound from you. If you can refresh that. Another you know, thing with uh, the go ahead. Another thing with the pleas is, uh, you know, obviously, if you take a plea deal, there's no appeal. So that's it. 
your only hope at that point is, you know, that uh, we, we get a new president who comes in and, and pardons everybody. But, but that's a sad, sad situation because then, then they're stuck with whatever they got and there's, there's no appeals. Hold on. How are you going to appeal it? How, how are you going to get another president in the office when they've been stealing elections and you can't win? You can't win because they've actually fixed it with the machines. It's this is not this is not a theory. It's not a theory that the machines have actually taken over elections and are selecting, not electing. This is a known fact that the elections have been manipulated to a place where they are stealing everything in this country. It's the World Economic Forum is out there talking about it, preparing people for it. Everyone else is talking about it. They we've caught it in the machines and we think that we're going to have a president that is going to be elected. We think 2024 is going to be different because Charlie Kirk says it is. Yeah. The only yeah, thing I just we have is the stand up when, when people are going to stand up because, uh, you know, I, I don't know what happened to the American spirit. I mean, and we even see this going on in, you know, Brazil and, and Europe. We see people standing up. We've got people standing up to the CCP in China now. Where are you, Americans? Why aren't you doing something? You know, you're too comfy, cozy at home with your Netflix and your Amazon deliveries. And, and it's time to take to these streets. Or, or your children and your grandchildren are not going to have a life. They're going to be living in communist China right here, right here in this country. People are going to stand up because. I think that's the sad part, right? The sad part is that we continually are going through this process where we think that we are going to be able to, we, have, we live in this hopium world. And that's the PSYOP. The PSYOP. I think that's why Elon is so dangerous to everyone else on Twitter, if we just talk about it for a second. And the reason why we're so dangerous, he's so dangerous, is because he, he's telling us it's a psyop. He's telling us that they're bots and they're liars. He's telling us that what they've done to the American people is absolutely disgusting. They only represent a very small portion of the population. But taking over technology and media, they've allowed themselves to look like the 500,000 pound gorilla. But most people, if not, 90% of people don't see it that way, but they're afraid to speak. They're, they're put in this paralyzed state of fear. All we have to do is stand up, all of them. That's all we have to do. Yeah, I mean, from the beginning, it's been, you know, from the lockdowns, from whatever, it's been, this all ends when we all say no. And, and uh, you know, that's been an issue too uh, in, in the, the J6 uh, community is that uh, we've got all these attorneys who have said, you can't say a word. You, you can't speak. You know, they, they've told their clients that. And if these if these uh, J6 political hostages were all allowed to come out and speak out, we could have ended this a long time ago. And we've got yep. so many people who have never come out, never, ever come out. Uh, they go through the whole system and uh, they, they've been afraid. They've been scared to death. So, you know, it, it's just a matter of, of us all coming out and all saying no and all standing up and speaking out loud. That, that's the only way this is going to end. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really a, it's a sad state of affairs, but it's not unsurmountable. It's not like we can't solve this problem, Mel. We're, we're, we're in a place where we can solve the problem. Stuart Rhodes, everyone's going to say, hey, Stuart Rhodes is in a bad place. We had him on a couple of weeks ago. He's not in a bad place at all. 
yeah. he, he saw the writing on the wall. He knows the process he has to walk. He knows that they're going to get their pound of flesh. But he also knows in the end that if we continue to fight, we will win. They will run out of steam. Oh, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. And, I, and I'm not trying to in any way be a fear monger. I, I just, uh, you know, it's reality. And and until people realize that, that this is what we're up against and, and they change their actions and, and they get out of their houses and, uh, you know, do something, they, we're, we're going to be headed down this road. And, and, and that's a hard fact. Stuart Rhodes, everyone's going to say, hey, Stuart Rhodes is, sorry. I think Apollo is out doing something else. So tell us what else happened in this case. Um, well, like I said, I have not been following it closely enough to, to, to give any details because uh, I, I have been focused on other things. Um, and, and that's why it's, it's going to be great if we can get Nicole in here because she has been there through every day of this. And, and she has been doing all of these, all of these, uh, these trials and sitting in on hearings as much as possible. And, and she is so well-versed. Uh, you know, she blows me away because she, she really is my courtroom reporter. So she reports to me at the end of the day when she's been sitting in on these and, and tells me what's going on. And I reported on my daily justice and jeopardy podcast where I have interviews with the guys inside daily and, uh, and updates from the courtroom. So she's, she is going to be, you know, amazing for that. And there she is. So I've got her on the phone now. Yeah. She was having connection problems. Can you hear us, Nicole? So Apollo, before yeah, we do that, I need, them both to, I need them both to introduce themselves because I'm getting text messages and emails on who's Mel. How 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 do I connect to Mel? Who's Mel? So can we actually have both of them just talk a little bit about Mel? If you would go first, and then Nicole, if you would go as well, just to tell the audience who you are. All right. Well, um, a, a little background. I'm I'm a, a, a mom of of eight and. Uh, you know, never, never in a million years that I'd be sitting in front of a camera, but here I am. Um, and I, I just really took on this fight, especially with J6 after, after January 6 and after the election. And, uh, and, and I'm now doing a, a five day a week, uh, daily update on, on January 6. And, and that's, you know, usually about 30 minutes long. Uh, you can find it on, uh, my rumble channel, which is sovereign souls and justice in jeopardy. And I work with uh, aforjustice.org, and uh, this is a foundation that was started uh, right after January 6th to uh, support the J6ers and their families, uh, as well as uh, just to, in general, to fight for for due process and uh, uh, you know constitutional and human rights. So that's what that's what we do, and uh, this is what what uh, what I do for them. And, uh, and then I, I also just, uh, had an op-ed, um, on the J6 community come out today. And, uh, but you know, I'll let Nicole go next. Well, my name's Nicole Reppet. My husband is Guy Reppet. Uh, he was the first trial, uh, that took place in DC. He was convicted of all his charges. And after watching what happened to him in trial, uh, I just couldn't sit at home, and I, I needed to do something because it, it, it really is a kangaroo court. It, it truly is. Uh, the bias is, is so heavy, and there's no way that a Jan Sixer is going to get a decent trial in D.C. My husband's serving seven and a half years. Absolutely disgraceful. I'm, I'm 
<laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. It's not funny. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar- massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, But you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, As always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online available to everyone across the entire country. How's he yeah, doing? Nicole How's he holding? A real fighter on the front lines of this. Uh, she she is at the DC Gulag vigil uh, every night. Uh, the the vigil that was started uh, by by Mickey Whithoff, Ashley Babbitt's mom, and and Randy Ireland, and, and Nicole works with us as well. And that was started um, August first of this year. And they have been out there almost every single night uh, with a bunch of live streamers living uh, live streaming the vigil. We've got uh, we've got music and prayer. Uh, the Pledge of Allegiance. We have calls in from the guys inside the D- the DC Gulag. We've got calls in from guys in the other jails. We've got uh, other J6ers who are not detained in a jail who may be under home arrest or who are out on bond who call in. Uh, it, it's really an amazing experience. And and I would like to say that that just like in these courtrooms in DC for these trials and hearings. Uh, at the at the at the vigil, we need people there because, as Nicole will let you know as well, when we are in those courtrooms, it scares them to death because what is going on in there it is does. disgusting. It does. Uh, you know, uh, by being present in the courtroom and having the vigil out of the jail, we've made it into void air questions, and you know, I. See, they know that we're watching. They know that it's not just their side that's going to come out. And, you know, so it's important to be present and, and witness what they're doing. Yeah, and, and Nicole, you know, you, you have uh, been there for so much of this. I know that, that uh, you're, you would be great at describing some of the bias you've seen. I, I haven't been sitting in on a lot of it, but uh, just... Uh, you know, I, I know in one of the hearings for a sentencing that I sat in for the the Munn family, uh, there were five of them, and the bias from the judge was unbelievable. Just making fun of them. Uh, I can't believe you thought that uh, this election was stolen. 
I mean, this is in a courtroom. This is in a courtroom. And we have had, uh, we've already had one judge who um, has, has been excused from all the J6 cases. And that, you know, that is so telling. I mean, there, there is definitely a way that we can, we can make this happen with, with the majority of these judges. If we all just are sitting in there and watching and, 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 you know, screaming out, this is not okay. And that we have motions set in place to get these judge, judges recused from these trials for bias. Yes, the bias, the bias is very thick. I mean, there's so many examples. Uh, I can I can give you a couple of, of just in the oath of just in the oath keepers trial is uh, you know Judge Meta allowed and the other judges do too of of the things I've set in on uh, you know they allow all these compilation videos of January 6th that doesn't even have the said defendants in the videos and they're just all the inflammatory things that happened that day. But in the case of the Oath Keepers, there was video of some of them helping the police. And Judge Mehta did not allow that video in, saying that it it had nothing to do with the trial, that it was not within scope. Well, there's so much well, video that's not within scope. They let the videos in of the inflammatory things that did not include them, but it did not include the ones that did include them doing the work that would have proven that wasn't a seditious conspiracy. Exactly. And, you know, how they came out, you know, the jury in D.C. is, you know, they're just in this echo chamber and every part of their life is this district and they cannot see past it. And I, I feel the same as with the judges, you know, every aspect of their life has to do within this district. And that is all that they rule on. And yes, and, and the video that could have shown that, you know, the planning of helping the officers, helping, you know, anyone that may be injured was not allowed in. And that could have, you know, given at least one juror, one juror some doubt, but you know, none of the planning throughout everything, none, there's not one plan to, of seditious conspiracy. Everything that was planned was in case the Insurrection Act was invoked by the president, which it was not, so nothing happened, or planning for uh, anti-protesters, Antifa, things of that nature. Well, and again, they pushed out the, you know, he was trying to meet with Trump and all of these messages, you know, from some of these turncoats, uh, who I'm sure many of them were pressured as well. But this is the same exact tactic they use against the Proud Boys and some of those individuals. They later came out and had a recorded Zoom call that showed these individuals who, you know, supposedly planned this, this you know, violent, uh, you know, th this well-drawn-out orchestration to commit violence and take over the world. Uh, which they're now accusing uh, Stuart Rhodes of, you know, in the public opinion, because we know it's not true. But they've just found them guilty on something like this. They had the Zoom call that showed them saying, we're not here to do anything uh, crazy, remain peaceful, help people if, if, if they need it. We're here to keep people safe. It later came out that the FBI and these people who were going after them had that 
and prevented it from getting out for months. For I mean, six months, a right. year? I don't remember how long it is. This is the same thing. And now they throw these elections in our face. They are continuing to spit in our face. And we know where this is going to go. We know where this is leading. So I think we, when we, we've been talking a lot this week about what's going on in Arizona, uh, but we have the same problem with some of these J6 rallies that, uh, that you've been uh, spearheading, is that people don't show up. It's, it, it disgusts me and it saddens me. There's a comment that this show, I love you guys, but this show is really upsetting. There's no but. It should be really upsetting. This is an absolute disgrace to this country, and this should be a huge warning signal to every single one of you because it, do you think it's not gonna? It, it's gonna stop at at Stuart Rhodes or or Guy Reffitt? You think it's gonna stop at Jake Lang? No, it's not. It's not. It, it, you know, they're coming for anyone who is willing to stand up and say anything that this regime does not, or you know, the bigger picture, whatever it is. If you stand up, they're gonna put you in jail. They're going to ruin your life, and they've made it very clear. You know, it's not going to stop at my family. They're going to come into your kitchen and they, you know, if they consider you a dissident, then you, you're going to be targeted. And it's not about when, it's about, if, you know, it's not if, it's when it's going to happen. Yeah, 100%. And I am very infuriated. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know, I get really upset because I know that people are afraid. I know other Jan 6 family members that are afraid. I know people look at what has happened to my family, and they are afraid. And this—that is true tyranny. That is—that is the definition of tyranny: to be afraid of your government. And that's exactly what they've done with these cases. My husband is not charged with a violent crime. He did not go in. He did not damage property, and he was sentenced to seven and a half years. And you know, they tried to put a terroristic enhancement. Uh, on his sentencing to give him 15 to 25 years in prison and denote him as a domestic terrorist. And, you know, if, if Judge Friedrich would have upheld that, even during the week, because there's, there's a week between the sentencing memo coming out to win your sentence, they had that terroristic enhancement added on to Guy's sentencing memo from the government. And during that week, they were pulling all these pleas that people weren't going to take telling them oh well we're gonna give you the terroristic enhancement and you know just really uh you know manhandling these people and intimidating them in order to to sign their pleas and you know it's just not how i ever thought the judiciary worked and i it's it's not how it works it's just not no, well, we think about let's let's talk about you know the violence, the things that they've claimed over and over again, the things that have continually failed to have any basis in reality. Uh, you know, seditious conspiracy. They're 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 trying to make it out like all these people were there to overthrow the government. We were this wild mob. All the footage proves otherwise. We've seen this. Jake Lang has a documentary. How many people need to make documentaries before the American people say, "Okay, we get it. We should probably get in the gap." What about the guns that they said? The FBI and all of these officials were, were for months talking about all the violent Americans who showed up. They showed up with guns. We have footage of guns there. They, they have nearly 1,000 people that they arrested. How many gun charges? That's right, zero, including Ginger Gun. The one guy who was confirmed to have a firearm, 
He is yet to be arrested or charged with anything. Why? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's several well, of those, as we know. Yeah. yeah, Ray Epps. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We, we've got we've got uh, several well, of those I people. Mean, yeah, in the way they charge people with different charges, too. The, the main charge that most of the Jan Sixers, up until the seditious conspiracy, has been the obstruction of an official proceeding, which is the 1512C2 charge. And... <clears throat> That charge has a weight of like 20 years, ultimately, if they choose that. And some people that were literally on the, the, the chamber floors are not charged with that obstruction charge. And some people who never even went in are charged with this obstruction charge. And, you know, it, there's no rhyme or reason for why and how they're charging people. It, it's like they just draw it out of a hat and they know they're going to get a conviction in D.C. And before we move on, today's show is sponsored by Augusta Precious Metals. They help retirement savers use gold IRAs to diversify and hedge against this crazy economy. Augusta is different. They don't push fear and doom like some gold IRA companies. They're all about compliance, transparency, and educating people to protect their retirement. Augusta has thousands of five-star ratings and hundreds of great reviews. Their most famous customer, quarterback Joe Montana, loved the company's mission so much he's now their paid ambassador. Even Money Magazine says Augusta is the best gold IRA company. So don't get into a gold IRA nightmare. Protect your retirement savings with a reliable, transparent company. Get Augusta's free guide from their website. You can go to www.augustapreciousmetals.com. That is A-U-G-U-S-T-A preciousmetals.com a company that puts its money where its mouth is love it get the augusta precious metals free gold ira guide at www.augustapreciousmetals.com and do something now about protecting your retirement yeah 100 percent. i mean joe you talked about some of that you know going through the data they've keep you know they push the narrative along with all of these other lines that they they try to spin this whole thing that these people got a fair shake they got a fair trial how is that possible in Washington, D.C.? Forget about all these prosecutors. You, you were talking about this with me uh, a few times, about the amount of the searches that have been going on in January or in Washington, D.C., in that area. And we all know what the news has been like. They've outright lied. They have completely slaughtered the, on top of destroying their lives with this entire charade, they have slaughtered these people in the media, every mainstream uh, media outlet, every story that came out, with the exception of, of a few uh, news organizations who actually report anything that resembles truth, they have completely maligned all of these people, made them out to be uh, evil people, made them out to be violent extremists. And then they, they have the nerve to say, yeah, you've got a fair trial in the same type of proceedings where they get to pick and choose what side is able to, to present any evidence. Yeah, look. It's, right. It's what they do is they cherry pick all this stuff and then they prove a narrative, not the actual law or what what happened that day. They just prove their narrative and that's it. Sorry, what were you saying, Joe? No, I was just saying that there's there's a lot more to the story when you start talking about the lawfare and the fact that they're ignoring and and uh, using laws that have been on the books for 250 years, partially been repealed. Um, creating some sort of no-go zone on the 
on the steps of the of the Capitol for those four hours that you're going through the process of certification. I mean, they're rewriting history. They're rewriting our laws. They're uh, subrogating or or stepping over the, the Constitution collectively and using laws or or processes that don't apply. They just don't apply. And they've been doing this for a long time, trying to find things in the books that they can attack patriots with. And until the people decide to stand up and to make their voice heard, we are going to continue to see these this degraded society that we have today, where criminals are allowed to run free and create and make victims of us, where they strip us of our gun rights, where they take away our ability to have free, fair, and transparent elections. There is no more important time than right now to be standing up. And as I said on another deal, is because somebody made this, this uh, uh, recommendation, and that is people have to stop feeding the beast. We have to stop doing business with those companies, even if it's hard. Even if you're like, I really want that couch, but I have to buy that couch from Target. And Target is supporting these, these radical ideologies, and you have to sit on the floor. That, that's really what it comes to. If you, if you want to do and you want to change what's happening, then you have to be the person that is that ripple effect, that rock hitting the water. If you do that, we are likely to get our country back very quickly. But we're just not willing to set down our Xbox. We're not willing to tell our kids that we're not going to go to school because it'd be inconvenient. We're not willing to make hard choices in our lives to not work or contribute to companies that really are doing what was happening to our J6 prisoners. And, and until that's done, until we stop paying taxes, say, look, I want to go exempt on the W-2. I'm going to decide whether or not I give the money to send over to Ukraine. And when you show up to vote, you can go in and say collectively, all right, 10,000 of us are going down there and we're not leaving. We're not leaving these grounds until they get rid of the voting machines. They are the criminals. And until we're willing to shut off CNN completely and boycott their advertisers and stop buying their cars, I'll never buy another GM. Never. You'll never have me buy another General Motors vehicle ever. They came out and canceled uh, Elon Musk and said, we're not going to advertise. They're off the list. Audi did the same thing. They're off the list. I don't care if I got to ride a bicycle. And if that bicycle, by the way, turns out to be some sort of communist Marxist woke society shitbag, par pardon my language, I'm going to cut out the bike manufacturer too. Amazon can't come to my house. These are hard choices we have to make. Otherwise, Nicole, your husband, is in jail in vain. And all the sacrifice that we have had up to this point has all been in vain for the evil to take over our society. I'm you are off the so right, box. brother. You are so right. That's why I could not stay in Texas after after Guy was sentenced. And I, I just was like, I can't sit here and act like any of this is okay. I, I just can't. I know it's going to be really hard on my kids. It's going to be, you know, hard on my life. But, you know, I have to be here. And I and I say it's a vigil. I say if you can't be out on this corner in front of the jail, you find a corner to get on because we cannot let this country go. And we have so many Chinese Americans that come out and show support of us. And these people are, speak broken English. And all they can say is we have to keep our country. We have to keep our country. They, they fled communism to come here. Many of them were there on January 6th because they saw something was not right. And, you know, these people are coming out and standing on the corner with us. You know, I, I 
we need more people. We just need more people to say enough is enough because it is not going to stop. This is, this is just the beginning of, of what they can do. And, and it is scary standing up to the sheer might of the government because it, they can do whatever they want to you. But that is where we have to stop and say enough is enough. This is not what our founding fathers left us. This is not it. No, I mean, we, we, we have got to get over the fear because uh, what we're afraid of now is nothing compared to what is coming. Nothing. I mean, you think the governor's, the, the government's tyrannical now? Uh, you think food prices are high, gas prices are high? Wait till you can't even get gas or food. And, and that's no joke at all. Well, so I want to put this up because uh, I, I think, you know, we're talking about this. Everyone needs to understand this is the time that we need to stand up. It's not tomorrow. It's not after we see what happens with some case. Well, what just happened with all these Oath Keepers who were found guilty of seditious conspiracy or if it was just obstructing a proceeding, none of these people did anything wrong. They committed no violence. They planned no violence. They showed up without weapons. They did nothing wrong. But what you, what you both just said is... That is very true, and they had... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so each one of these defense lawyers asked every one of the FBI agents that were up there, did you read any messages that, that, that stated they wanted plans to overtake the government? Did you read any text messages? Did you list on the phone call? Every one of these FBI agents said no, they did not. But what the government did is that they... They started their argument as there was an implicit plan to overtake the government. And then at the end, they, they changed it to it was, it was, you know, it wasn't quite like that. They just thought about it. Now, now we're getting into thought crimes because that is exactly what they are convicted on, are thought crimes. 100%. I want to they put this up now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So let's, uh, I want to show people a few things. So first of all, let's talk about uh, the, you know, about, about this not going away. We've seen what they've done with COVID. There are J6 prisoners, one in particular that I'm aware of, who was forced to get a COVID vaccine while he was imprisoned in order to get on video calls and have access to see his family or anyone, which they then denied him after he took it. People are being beaten in there. They are being literally tortured, physically, psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually tortured. These are our own citizens. So what do they do now? This just happened. Just to illustrate that this is not going away. Mask requirement returns at Colorado National Park. This just came out. Effective immediately, masks are required within buildings at Great Sand Dunes National Park. Why? You know, because the narrative. They're just announcing that some new variant is coming out. You've seen Fauci as well as the COVID, one of the uh, health czars, Dr. Ja, in the last week say, we're going to need to get people vaccinated again. We're going to need another round of vaccines every year going forward. Fauci just said that. Fauci, in one of his other interviews, just said that uh, as he's facing the possibility of uh, investigations as he's going to be in front of the Senate, he goes out and I don't know that he meant to uh, to phrase it in this way, but he said, 
I've been testifying in front of Congress. I've been testifying in these Senate hearings for years, for, for decades. And what he's actually saying is, I'm not a great, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not a great speaker. What he's telling you, if you read between the lines, is I've been having to deal with being called out for committing crimes against humanity. And I've been very practiced at lying to the American people for decades, is what he's telling us. Oh, this is not AIDS. going away. Yeah. He's been doing it since he was in charge of researching AIDS. He was lying to people then. He was killing people then. And he's continued to do the same. 100%. So now this COVID narrative, they're rolling out. They've just started pushing out that there's a new variant. And it's what? It's the most vaccine-resistant strain that we have seen yet. They are not going to get away with pushing these COVID shots anymore unless they roll out some new pandemic stuff. If they don't push another pandemic and push more lockdowns, they're not going to get away with it because no one's taking it. No one's taking a fifth shot, a sixth shot. There's a small percentage who might have gotten it, but now you have all of this died suddenly news, which is exploding. This stuff is going viral and people are starting to see it. They will not get away with pushing any of this without force. The government has no tools to use at its, at its disposal except for force or the coercion that they're able to push on the American people with threat of force. That is what is happening with January 6th. That's what's happening with people that they are threatening with the, uh, with the perceived uh, you know, uh, omniscience, with the authority that they have by locking our fellow Americans up, by torturing them, and they've gotten away with it because all of this is public. It's been reported on that they're torturing people. It's been reported on how much of a sham these, these January 6th hearings are. And we've let them get away with it. And now we have a stolen election in, in this country for the midterms. We have what's going on in Arizona. Maricopa County just came out and said, screw you, American people. We're not going to give you I, I anything. It... What was it? Is someone on the call? What was that? No, that was me. Uh, okay, somebody okay. put in something about Elon Musk, so I was okay. just... I, I didn't know if it was someone on the phone with uh, with. Well, isn't there isn't there also in December some kind of global meeting? I was trying to look it up because I I heard I heard yeah. someone talking there about it earlier in Geneva. Yes, on yeah, the pandemic. Geneva. The pandemic. It's it's apparently still yes. going on. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, and 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 they I I read a summary of uh, some of the topics. They're going to go over the same like strategy that they're using in China. Okay, well, we see how well that's working. You know, I, I, I don't even know. I don't even know how people aren't out in the streets. I really don't. I really don't. Well, we have Klaus Schwab. We know that Biden's not the one rolling out these agendas. He's not the one developing COVID policies. These people are just puppets for the World Economic Forum and for these globalist psychopaths. Klaus Schwab just recently said that China is the one to look to. They're the one leading the way. They're the example that we exactly. should be following. So. Here's what's happening in China. Massive protest in Jiangxing, China, after more than 100 days of zero COVID city lockdown. Zero COVID, these are the policies that have kept people in their homes for over three months. In one instance, people were burned alive. Dozens of people died in a fire due to a lockdown not allowing firefighters and fire engines to be able to get to the building. Protesters singing the yes. national anthem and while waving a flag. Baby. Yes, yes, and they're saying I am against the uh, I'm against policies, not the government. Uh, some of their messages, one of the the uh, some of the lyrics that they're saying, uh, actually said, "Those who do not want to be a slave." Even the Chinese people who live under far more oppressive 
uh, regimes who have endured far much more than us, who don't have weapons, who don't have the arms that we brag about not giving up here in this country, they are standing up. Italy, people have stood up there. Uh, what, what are we waiting for? They've forced people in China to roll back these, these measures because they went and showed up en masse together as people in large numbers and said, this, we're, we've had enough of this. And they rolled back a lot of these uh, no COVID policies in China. What, is the, what are the American people waiting for? None of the levers of government I, I, I of power are working for, for us. That bad. Yeah, I, I think they're waiting for it to get that bad. That's it, it, and and if they rise up, then you know it's definitely too late. Too late. Yeah. I I almost feel like we're too late. I mean, I I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, you know, because I think everyone should be out. But you know, with the the sheer overreach that my personal family has witnessed, I feel like that we're too late. I feel like that that the government has a very a strong hold on the American people. And, uh, you know, through propaganda, the media lies every day. The government lies to us. And, and they don't even care that they're lying to us anymore. You know, they, they, they just don't acknowledge that, that they're lying to the American people. And, you know, maybe, maybe there are a group of people here in the United States that want to be slaves to this you know, bigger picture, but, you know, I, I just can't, I cannot. And I, and I pray that other Americans feel the same. You just can't sit back and sit down. Now's not the time, you know, if we're not too late. Yeah, I agree. The last thing, and I know I've, I've been, I, I get mad when I talk about this stuff because after, after seeing what we're, what we've witnessed in, in Arizona, after we're, you know, this verdict, and we see these large, you know, these these political figures, and they come out and say, "Now's not the time to uh, to stand up." We have these these processes going on. We have these lawsuits that we're going to be filing, like that's worked for us so far, like that's worked for any of us. Right. It's, they say, "Now's not the time to gather. Now's that not the time to get out on the streets and actually protest and actually and and not violently, just like on January sixth. Just stand up and say, "No, we've had enough of this. Here we are." Now you have to look at us because we're making ourselves visible. It's not the time for that. That is cowardice or that is outright deceit because you're afraid of that. And he, and here's where I have to give the American people some grace. When we talk about uh, about these psychological operations, there's nothing in the American people that the people of Brazil have that we don't. There's nothing that the people in China have that we don't. And the psychological operations, when you talk about that, from a military standpoint, where do you expend the most of your resources? It's against your biggest threat. And the American people are that biggest threat because America is the one country that still, to some extent, has not been conquered to the point where the American people could not fend for themselves. We still have our arms. We still have some things that still make the American people a, a large threat. We are the biggest standing army that exists. And on top of that, we have a culture that is based in that, which is why they've attacked our culture so hard. It's why they've attacked masculinity and the men in this country so hard. It's why they've weaponized the Department of Justice. It's why they've confused everyone and used education to make everyone completely detached from how law is actually supposed to work. Detach us from our history. Wipe it all clean so that we don't remember that this nation was founded on standing up against tyrants who would do things that we're witnessing today. 
And that is why we have the problems that we do, because we are the biggest target. So they've been hitting us harder than anywhere else on Earth, because it, they didn't need to do the same kind of stuff in China. China was already given up in most in most ways. They didn't need to to roll out all these psychological operations. The Chinese people had already given up a great deal of that. But we here in America, we had the opportunity. We had to be targeted so hard every day that and before that, the police, we talk about the police and people are upset the police aren't standing up for us. Why would the police stand up for us if we won't stand up for ourselves? They went through two years of being called racist, uh, you know, bigots. They kill black people. The police have gone through hell. They've had immunity stripped away from them. They've had everything taken from them. They've been every day in 2020 and much of 2021, every day in the media, the police had to go on and say, is someone going to walk up to my car and shoot me in the head today? Every day they had to see on the news that the police are, are garbage, that they hate people, that they just murder people, that they're lawless, that we need to ban police, bring down the police. So if we think that the police or some of these, this very small fraction of people in this nation are going to fix it when we won't stand up for ourselves, we're delusional. The problem is the American people won't stand up. If we did that, everyone else would have the courage to come forward and say what they already know, which is we know what's wrong. And hey, I have the goods because I'm part of it. I was afraid before, but I'm not now because I see you standing with me. That is the problem. And that's why people in Arizona should be ashamed of themselves. It's why anyone saying you shouldn't be protesting, look to God because he's the only one who's going to judge you. And you are going to have a lot to answer for if, you're, if you continue to be a part of that narrative. That is so true. You were so right because, you know, I, I tell the one sixers, Jan sixers all the time, you know, we have to unite together because when they see us together, we are stronger together and optically we look stronger. And, you know, I, I just, I just know that from the Patriots that have shown up at the vigil and Patriots that have shown up in court, they are so appreciative of seeing another Patriot stand up. And, you know, it does work. You just have to know that there are Patriots out there that do not want this country left to the wayside, you know, that we want to fight for this country. And, you know, I, I don't want my grandchildren growing up in, in something that is unrecognizable. And, that is why Guy went to January 6th that day. That is why so many people went that day is because you saw something inherently wrong with our country. You, we've been taught our entire lives that we can have a redress of grievances. And that is what January 6th is about. It was like, whoa, wait a second. Something's not right. These the people want to, want to take a pause. And, you know, it horrified. Uh, you know, it, it did. It, it really scared a lot of the higher ups that there were that many people that were willing to stand up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you when you look at the Chinese rising up, I mean, we know those people have condi been conditioned and brainwashed for for I don't know how many how many years has it been like that in that country? And uh, and, and they they've just lived like that. And uh, if they are willing to stand up, why can't we who still have access to uh, knowing what's really going on in the world, being able to find it, even if even if you you're seeing, you know, uh, you know, if you still if you still have a brain and and you still have any kind of motivation, 
you know, stop it now while you see it. I mean, we know history. We we know history. We've, we've been taught it in the schools, you know, before, you know, even if our children aren't being taught it now. And, and we know what happens next. We know how the story goes. We know how it ends. So, you know, if we're not willing to stand up, uh, but the but the Chinese are standing up. That that's insane. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. But all the things that we're talking about right now, Stuart Rhodes just got convicted of seditious conspiracy of the same type of rhetoric and the same type of thought. Is that we can't allow our country to go. We have to stand up. We're making a stand, and you know. Basically, that, that, that is the rhetoric. That is the rhetoric that our government doesn't want out there. And they, they'll shut as many of us up as they can. And, you know, the FBI definitely is not on our side. I don't know how many whistleblowers have to come out and say how rotten to the core the FBI is. And yet you have people that look at them as, you know, you should put them up on this pedestal and they're lying against the American people. And, you know, there's been over 14 whistleblowers come out. That, that's a pretty significant number. And, you know, it, I don't know why people aren't noticing that. Yeah, so can I, I want to jump in. I've been listening to you guys kind of work the problem and uh, I'm in a, kind of a echo chamber, so I didn't want to speak too much. But I want to tell you that we keep talking about what they're doing to us. We keep talking about what it means to get in the gap. And I think that we we owe it to ourselves, we owe it to the people listening to talk about what we can do and, and who's really standing against us. So I want to, if I can, just say these things. Number one, no one's coming to save us. President Trump's not going to show up on a white horse in 2024. You know, they, they messed up. They did not see the amount of enthusiasm for President Trump overdoing what they were able to do in the machines. They pre-programmed the machines, set them on cruise control, walked away, and President Trump won. Right? They didn't see it. That's it for part one of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Part two is coming up next, and you don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. God bless America.